0: we are live well how are you feeling
1: good other than initially uh, yeah good Um, I think you feel this too a lot of changes so I'm just trying to kind of catch up to the shift in energy I don't even think it's catch up it's just like trying to figure it out how about you
0: yeah and I know that we felt it a lot individually and especially in our relationship (laughs) um what do you think some of these changes were
1: um it feels it didn't feel like it at the moment i'll say this but it feels kind of like a leveling up you know it's. and i think the reason it doesn't feel like a leveling up is because you go we're going deeper if that makes sense. So maybe not necessarily leveling up, but like, uh, like digging deeper into the truth and into ourselves.
0: Yeah, ironically, that was the name of the chapter that we read oh, yesterday. Yeah. Digging deeper. About that. Yeah, and so the book that we read together every night, as we talked about in the previous podcast, um, just talks. It's been talking a lot lately about looking deeper within ourselves. Right, I think this is a good first point to make. A lot of times when we think about meditation, we think of clearing our mind and not so much looking within, right? And Mm -hmm. I think it's good for people to have insight into what runs them and who they really are and to just, you know, it almost makes it seem like some people can meditate. I definitely have done this as a way to escape, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're doing something to escape, something within yourself even if it's a positive outlet like meditation or exercise the intention and the place it's coming from is still a lower vibration um yeah so what comes to mind with like looking within ourselves um
1: it we we're guided in this And I think for me today, or this whole week has really been about the universe prompting me in what areas I can go within. You know, like really specific interactions. Like for me today, I didn't even get a chance to talk to you about it today. But something happened super randomly. There was this um, crystal figurine that we had found it just showed up out of nowhere my sister brought it over because my niece really likes playing with it and I looked at it I was like oh that's mine and she just started laughing she's like yeah apparently everybody thinks it's theirs and no one remembers who's it is I'm like no but it's it was mine I remember we had traveled to Mexico and on the way in Arizona we had stopped and like I had picked it up and the moment she said that I'm like oh no here it goes again whenever it comes down to like me remembering something apparently everybody in my family dismisses it and thinks that uh I'm making a story up or I'm wrong and I have it wrong and I was like this is this is what's gonna happen today this is how it's gonna play out and lo and behold everybody comes into the room at different times or so the house and they're just like oh that's mine like no it's mine like I, I remember exactly when we got it the t- time of day it was um i remember playing with it over the years and watching the color fade. like everything i remember so many details about it and everybody just kept dismissing me like oh you you have a bad memory and so my brother finally said it and i knew he was one that was gonna pinpoint it and be like yeah we, why he's like that's how you know that you know just, um that it's mine. It's like if Diana says something's hers or she remembers it in a certain way, uh, you know, it's a lie because she she can't remember anything accurately. And I was so like, I, I I mean, I had expected this all day. Like this was this happened in the morning, and that conversation didn't happen until like four hours later. And I was like, I knew it. I freaking knew he was gonna say this, and I knew it was a huge trigger point. But because of like the conversation you and me had earlier where I I got super triggered again by something I was really sensitive about, I knew to anticipate it and not to be reactive. And for the first time, this conversation led me to, instead of like attacking him, I just, I kind of just stepped away from the room. I was just like, okay, like it doesn't really matter. I'm going to go to my room and I'm just going to, Soothe that inner child because I understood, you know what, I'm triggered because I didn't feel heard and I felt like nobody believed me ever. Like my entire childhood was that people didn't believe me. And I was like, I'm being prompted to soothe that inner child and go into that. I don't feel like people believe me and maybe I have a bad memory. And like this went into my, so I'm going on for a while, but like it went into my adulthood where um, I had a partner who would gaslight me and so it was all the more traumatizing because he would say I wouldn't remember things correctly or he didn't say that or this never happened and so having a partner that really fed off of my family gaslighting me was so traumatizing and finally being able to deal with it today was really um liberating yeah I know you have some instances I don't know if you want to go into your story well
0: I just want to say that um It was a big step you took today. It felt like less resistance and more acceptance. I feel like with whatever trigger people have right now, everything is coming out to the light, right? Um, The light codes hitting the planet. You can look it up, the Schumann resonance scale. A lot of energy Mm -hmm. is hitting the planet. And so anything that isn't in alignment and anything that isn't a, a high vibration within ourselves is being exposed. And so I don't think it's a surprise that it came up today, Um, but it also shows you the beautiful divine timing of it all because you were in a place where you didn't lash out because you've come to a place of self-acceptance and healing and mindfulness.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you said something interesting about like meditation, and today I actually took so, like this whole week I've actually been very intentional about my meditative practice and getting into my body and like doing yoga and um really setting aside time for myself in the morning to prepare for my day Mm -hmm. and it made all the difference today because like how i was telling you the story the moment i saw that item i knew something was going to happen today and i was able to prepare for it yeah that's that's and, yeah, and I think um, that's that's what we miss a lot of times when we have these, um, these events or these very triggering moments for ourselves or like, you know, when we're triggered by others, there's usually things leading up to it or they'll, you know, there's a sign that something's going to happen. But if we're not in tune with ourselves, in tune with our body, like connected to the universe you're not going to be able to prepare for that this is why the trigger seems so extreme because you're so disconnected you didn't get the heads up that hey we have something to for you to deal with today
0: yeah yeah that's huge um nothing comes as a surprise right and it's just about being mindful to so you can catch those synchronicities leading up to the moment Mm -hmm. um And you might have even, you know, we call it spiritual bypass where you can't, since you're not prepared for it, you lash out and you're not, you you won't even be conscious of the lashing out and you're just ingraining and further ingraining the pattern of reactivity. And this has long lasting downstream effects, right? right? We're talking about just reacting rather than responding. And it might seem like just a micro event and not very significant, But if we're reacting, we're stressed, we're tense, we're in fight or flight mode because we can't respond with love. So we're always trying to fight or uh, flee a situation. So our body is tense. So it can't heal itself. It can't. Right. And we talk about uh, manifestation and attraction. If you're emotional Field which is your magnetic field is filled with fear because you're always in fight and flight mode. You can't attract things like abundance or anything aligned with your highest self. Yeah,
1: and I and you strike a really good point. It's you when you're, you're when you're triggering that when you have your defenses up you're just in survival mode your mind can't go into or your soul can't go into attracting abundance when you're in survival mode it's it's a whole different vibration you have to really allow yourself to step out of that and it's really hard, like you said it's really hard to step out of that when you're in the middle of it mm-hmm. right? so this is why it's really important to do all the prep work beforehand um and I mean, that's that's kind of a message I had been getting was like, okay, you need to help people identify how is it that you can do prep work for triggers, right? It's hard to, you can't tackle triggers in the moment. This is what a lot of people don't understand that you get mad at yourself because you react to something, but it's okay for you to react. What you need to focus on is what are you going to do? before that trigger happens or once that trigger happens, do you have behaviors in place for you to calm yourself down before that happens? Right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the um scenario I had earlier today, I knew I was like this is a hyper trigger for me. Okay? Ridiculous trigger. You like oh, oh my gosh, so much trauma behind this. And the one thing that kept me grounded was I had been telling myself all day that I know when I get the most like agitated and heated and angry right I reckon once you recognize the signs in your body it's like okay what sensations in your body begin to tense up do you feel hot do you feel cold do you shake you know um does your heart rate accelerate things like that is there certain people who agitate you more than others
0: yes um
1: and for me i knew i, w- I would be the most agitated once my brother came in because he um we're, we're so close in age and so the conflicts normally happened with him because we were so close in age we were together all the time and it was always my word against his And because, you know, I had a reputation with my family, they always took his side. And so I knew as soon as he shows up into the conversation, I need to be ready to be triggered, you know, and I need to just breathe. So as soon as he got there, I I immediately just kind of started breath work and keeping myself grounded. And I noticed he, um, you know, he had noticed the item too, and he looked at it. And that's when he started like remembering I'm like, okay, this conversation is coming up Let me breathe again Let me just get myself grounded Make sure I'm not taken by surprise Was a big thing, right? If you're taken by surprise You'll go immediately into those uh, patterns so mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know, if I need to step away Maybe I, I shouldn't be in the room for this So I like went into another room And I just kind of handled it from there And then came back when I felt better and i told myself if if he says this thing like if he says this keyword you need to step out of the room because it's a never ending it's a never ending story basically it's a never ending battle when he says this because you're you're going to come out that you're right he's going to say he's right and and it's just going to go back and forth and nobody's going to win mm-hmm. so i let myself know these are key phrases this is when you need to step back and that's, that's how it played itself out and I was really grateful in that moment that I had run through this in my head before it and
0: yeah I think having conscious awareness of the, ses- the sensations that come up when you are triggered is huge right? Mm-hmm. Like because you can almost see it from a 30,000 f- foot view and because you can observe it you don't have to play out that emotional response yeah. you know it's like oh I can choose differently it's like when I had that difficult conversation with my parents I could almost feel myself be tra- And trust me yo to those listening it was a very difficult <laughs> difficult conversation um yeah I felt the resistance I felt the heat I felt the friction and the tension but you can almost just scoot it aside I think the biggest thing that I've learned and even just from listening to your story or especially listening to your story is when we don't choose to react and rather just to sit with it, not only is it healing for us, but it's healing for our relationships um, amongst the people who are involved, right? Because since you don't lash out to your brother in the way that you would used to, now you almost have gratitude for bringing that shadow aspect of yourself to the forefront
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right um and i kind of had that moment today where um people noticed, like my eczema uh i've mentioned my eczema and my psoriasis here on this podcast quite a bit before and i had a terrible flare-up last night and after flare-ups i get really dry and flaky i went out to lunch with uh, my cousins and my whole right side of my face was pretty much a desert <laughs> it was super dry and flaky and you know they, they obviously came up and instead of resisting I'm like oh no I'm, I'm treating it don't 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 worry don't 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 look at it with shame i was like yeah i have eczema um i don't really understand it i don't think i'm stressed um but yeah I any. Mean, <laughs> it was more just like if you could help i'm willing you know and i think that if we're super combative and reactive we don't see people around us With gratitude, or as agents or assistants that could help us in our healing. But if we are responsive, then we can be like, "Oh yeah, they're here to help us," and it's a much more just calm place to be in.
1: Yeah, because what you know what I didn't even like realize that until you said it because I did have this very interesting thought after I, you know, went and talked to my inner child, and it was well what got me into this mess right and it was it was that I wasn't present because I'm like okay were there times where I was wrong and I remembered something wrong I'm like yeah
0: there are and I
1: wish I didn't argue in those times because those were the times when I was like oh wait yeah I was wrong and because they could prove me wrong they used those points against me all the time and at first I used to be like very resentful of that and now I I told myself like well that's just your reminder to be more present because if you're present you would have a better memory of this and mm-hmm. it's like don't be present for the sake of having like being able to defend yourself but be present because there's moments to enjoy in the present moment and what that causes yes. if, you, if you're not present is you're, you're not gonna remember something
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? and and I was like, okay, that made, that's, that's a really good thing. Like my brother helped me realize I need to be more present. Versus, you know, before I would have been so hurt by his comment. And now it just called me to be more present. It's such a different energy to be in, in regards to that relationship, like you said.
0: And it shows you nothing happens to you. Everything happens for you. They say that you know you're present if you're grateful. If you're grateful, if you're saying thank you to everything, what you're acknowledging is that everything that happens to you has a purpose. So it really happens for your growth. And so even a triggering moment, a difficult conversation can help lead you to wherever you are, to to your own healing and your own happiness. I think what's really interesting right now that's coming up is I feel like we've both tapped into this deep relaxation that's present in the present moment um that we haven't really fully accessed until now. Yeah. Like I was listening to this inflammation healing sound yesterday and I was listening it to today. And if you don't listen to healing frequencies, I urge you right now to just indulge Trust. yourself in healing frequency music and you will be so amazed of how relaxed you can feel because that is how we should feel and it kind of shows you the contrast of okay wow if i'm not this relaxed and how stressed am i <laughs> All right but i feel like we both have been really tapping into this deeper state of relaxation
1: I yeah feel that for myself i had a lot of trouble being relaxed um and if you know me and hang out with me you know that i'm pretty lax person but when it came to like energetically being mellow there was i would have like panic attacks if i would get too relaxed
0: um that's so strange because i feel like we're opposite <laughs> I feel like I can get to that mellow state easier.
1: You can, but on, but on some the some surface, some history,
0: right? I'm. But on the surface, I'm much more tense. Mm-hmm. Whereas you are on the surface much more relaxed. But when it comes to deep relaxation, that's there. I, I know that there's walls up there.
1: Yeah, I have uh, a lot of issues with that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I've even mentioned it in the podcast. So. There's a couple of things to it. There's a lot of past life blocks here where I have a lot of trauma behind going into deep meditative states and deeply relaxed states. Um, actually, when I relax fully, like and this is like meditative state where your brain wave just drops. If my brain waves drop to a certain level, my psychic abilities are extremely activated. To like ridiculous amount. It's terrifying. Um, well, it's not terrifying. I just I'm having trouble sitting in that energy and that power right now.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: And so that's why I, you know the the calmer I get, the closer I get to that, the more agitated I get. And so I end up kicking myself out of that meditative state because I have a lot of fear still in tapping into those kinds of powers.
0: Um, and, and I feel then, like a lot of people can yeah. relate to that
1: <laughs> probably I mean I, I hope so I hope I'm not alone in this because uh, I know me overcoming this is going to help me help others tap in Like I, I love helping others tap into this and into their own abilities um, ironically I'm the one that really struggles to get there uh, but I think it makes me all the more excited to help other people get there
0: Mm-hmm. yeah um, with relaxation uh, it really stems from being able to feel safe within yourself mm-hmm. and so maybe people don't have the same traumas and the same past life experiences um, as you do but there are similar
1: yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, past life are. experiences um, or there's and- similar triggers with being vulnerable yeah
1: mm-hmm. There was another one I had learned when I was doing my, like, psychology course. And it was, it's the same thing that this fear to calm down is triggered. Like, you, a lot of people have this kind of bar where if you get too stressed, you have, like, a panic attack, right? Um, But for some people, you can... Most people can relax to the point like to like to level zero and be good But there are some people who have a cap there too and if they relax too much, they've panicked And it seems really crazy, but it's usually because of the trauma. So if they had any sort of trauma um, In any way sexual mental whatever in their sleep While they were resting they'll have a lot of trouble going into these deep like trance states so if you um, astral project a lot, or if you get sleep paralysis, you'll probably have a lot of anxiety to dive, like to dipping down into these lower frequency um, brain waves. Um, if you ever had like a freeze response, where you not necessarily freeze, but when you fainted, when something scary happened to you, or if you had like a um, traumatic sexual experience that you where your body just froze or you fainted in order to you know save yourself from that if your body reacted in that way you tend to have a lot more anxiety towards going into these meditative states because you associate that with danger and it's almost like you resent your body for having done that to you so you just refuse to do that and that's just something you work with you don't dip into it but you get closer and closer you get lower and lower in those that brain wave uh, frequency and and you just show yourself that it's safe to go there Um, and that's you know that's personally what I'm working through is getting lower each time coming bringing myself back up and then going lower again Um, recently I I have had some success (laughs) Uh, I used to have so much anxiety to doing like uh, hypnosis even like self induced hypnosis Um, But I finally like gave that a shot and did did, like a meditation on that. Very short. So I'm hoping that um, in the next month I'll be able to do that.
0: Yeah, and I think um, that's really awesome. And I think that's a lot of people, more than you know, can relate to a fear of relaxation. I do want to touch on the fact that sometimes the cause isn't as... Uh, Painful and drastic as abuse I think we do live in a society that wires us to not be relaxed or to feel stressed if we are relaxed because we always have to be working like this this is my well this is my um, my pain point or this is my sticking point that I need to overcome so whereas yours is trauma, past life Right. Mine is more social programming. And especially being quote unquote a man. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm shifting now from identifying with this body or the male identity or even heterosexuality to just being love. Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's scary, right? Because like yeah. you are so the thing is fear is logical. And I think that's the biggest thing that keeps us in a lower vibration it's just like it feels logical to be stressed it feels logical to be on the content creation schedule and be like okay i need a post here i need a post then i need to do this at this time and here and that one of our guides uh feel good that we listen to pretty frequently now and he's been really resonating with me he says when we are relaxed and we're plugged into the present moment we access A dimension of no time there's no time right in the higher dimensions in the fifth dimension there is no time so you don't have to say oh I have to post every three hours I have to invest $100 every three days I have to do X amount every so often because when you're when you go quantum there is no time and when you go quantum and you get the divine inspiration you take inspired action you post something or you create something or produce something that is far greater than the accumulated effect of whatever you created that whole week, right? And I feel like this is where the shift is taking us into deeper relaxation so that we can not only trust and surrender, but when we take action, it's actually inspired. And we've seen this, right? Where we're both just planning and strategizing and it's just like, it feels logical. It feels like the right thing to do, but it never pans out. It never manifests. It never makes sense the next day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Oh, God. Because we're using our heads. Yeah. and even like in those conversations there's like a there's this like feeling of I don't trust the universe so I'm gonna take care of this right Yep. and you know like even, even we struggle with this it is a dance and you for everybody it feels and it looks different and you have to find that fine line between what do you do and what's taken care of for you Mm -hmm. and so it's just like if you if you keep focusing on the lack and what's missing you're going to continue trying to create things to fill that gap rather than doing what you're called to in that moment and knowing that you're going to be brought forth to clear that for yourself
0: um and it's never through acting and arranging the pieces in the outside world because all that is simply reflection
1: yeah and and it comes naturally. Like the moment that you sh- that you begin like trying to force it, it, it doesn't it doesn't pan out. Um, so and I like it sounds it sounds really vague, but like the, the best way I can put it was like this road trip that I did for myself, and it was through three different states, and I kept trying to plan it, but for some reason I I I kept getting interrupted during the planning. Either I would get calls, I would I would get booked with. Um, coaching calls, like whatever it was, something kept interrupting this trip. And actually, this was way before I did coaching calls. It was was work things. I don't even know what it was. I kept getting interrupted. I was so so tired. And so it came time to do this trip. And it was a whole month long, too. I was freaking out because I didn't plan a single thing. I've never been to any of these states. And I was going by myself because everybody backed out. So I was like, what the hell like I don't even know where I'm gonna stay I don't even know what to eat I haven't packed anything and so I ended up just like doing everything that day and and figuring it out and I managed to survive as you see I'm alive now and that was the most amazing trip I've ever done like it was so successful everything like that was the funnest thing ever because I got to be so present and I'm gonna go wherever I felt like going in that moment and so I was really planning everything as I was doing it that was like the most like impromptu I trust the universe and I trust myself and we're gonna figure it out type thing um and that's and that's really what what it looks like it looks like planning in the moment and doing things in the moment not necessarily doing and planning for the future like on a large scale
0: Mm. yeah yeah and what what came to mind is when you said that it's like A perfect balance of masculine and feminine energy and it all goes back to the balancing of the yin and yang the um the navigator and the driver right it's just like you want to make sure that you're not over preparing because then you take away from presence and spontaneity but also you don't want to just go on a whim because you might end up in a dangerous area right Mm -hmm. so it's like balancing the two and We all have a tendency to lean more on one side and the work is in just going back and forth and doing the dance and figuring out Yeah. Is this is this a lesson for me to let go? How far can I go? See so for me it's like how far can I go in my feminine? How far can I trust? How much can I let go? Or do I need to post something every single day? Do I need to make a conscious effort to meditate journal and write a channel message right it's just like how far into each category or uh in each direction do we do we need to go so that we feel fulfilled present focused and connected right
1: Mm -hmm. i'm taking you on a similar road trip soon so uh you get to get right into the mix of that i already feel uh, being the navigator and the driver
0: because yeah i'm gonna
1: be driving so
0: yeah yeah i already feel the resistance um i do <laughs> want to take a little break um okay. i've been uh, doing the, this thing where uh, in between work or watching a video i'll just tell myself to take a little one to two minute break just to refresh and uh thank you all for listening so far um we're going to pivot into a whole new topic next, but take the next minute to yourself just to relax, unwind, and then come right back.
1: Yeah, we'll talk to you soon.
0: I'm already feeling so many emotions in this room, like, slowly packed up. I felt the emotions actually, like in that first part, something hit me, and I was just like, "This is why I love this person." And it wasn't like this is a reason, but just like noticing the love there, which is something that feels, um, like it was like kind of hard to catch in this like the past week or so. Yeah,
1: I've been catching it a lot in my dreams.
0: yeah so i'm probably going to include all that in this intro um okay (laughs) but yeah cats out the bag we like each other um i did want to talk about this whole relationship thing because a lot of people have this ingrained relationship program that says relationships are temporary and if you enter one, it's probably not gonna last longer than a year. Right? And so since we have this emotional cycle or this programming, things will start to manifest as emotions or events or circumstances as a way for us to self-sabotage and keep those patterns recurring. Right? And what I've noticed is like when I'm talking to people, we're just asking for advice. Um, I told him, like, hey, like, every time I get in a relationship, most of my relationships end after the eighth month.
1: <laughs>
0: and, you know, I don't, we, we can get into why my, um, I, I don't want to get into why, but uh, yeah, they all end at the eighth month. And I just feel disconnected from the person. Um, the spark is gone. The harmony is is out the window. And usually there's like someone else lurking around the corner that, that I have my eyes on. And now we're, coming up on eight months we're about to move in and so i'm like well this is a terrible time
1: and i know i like we did not plan this out <laughs> we didn't like... right
0: and it, it set
1: itself up this way though like folks yeah. we did not plan it like i have to be out of here by july and we're gonna be moving in on the eighth month like there's no other way to it
0: yeah <laughs> and know, so the, you know, so we can imagine running. all this stuff coming up as resistance and it feels so real and so you know for those listening like when you reach that quote-unquote expiration date or breaking point in a relationship like I just want to talk with you all as not as a coach or a guru but someone who understands and I just want to offer this and say you know everything is an illusion that other relationship that you're looking for is an illusion it's a ghost it's not real that other person it's an illusion it's not real the other thing i want to say is when we cannot feel connected to someone it's simply a reflection most of the time okay most of the time because sometimes there is a genuine break in the connection and i'm not addressing those i'm talking to the people who are aware and sensitive enough and who are in a conscious loving relationship and who have decided before the union to make it work within themselves and who have already decided and agreed, if I dismiss this, it's probably a sign I'm out of alignment. So for those people, it's usually the disconnection usually stems from a disconnection with your own aspect within yourself, whether it be the masculine or the feminine, right? I was disconnected from the feminine. I am disconnected from the feminine, which is why when we were talking about road trips, I get scared because I just want to work all day. I just want to play in content. Yeah. Right? You wanted so, me to
1: plan all the details out by now. I'm like, ooh, mm,
0: we're gonna plan it out on the way. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, um, I un- yeah, a lot of people in relationships or wanting to be in one, and they see themselves collapsing and not being able to hit a year or two years and have a fulfilling, long-lasting relationship. Um, what are some thoughts on you know everything? I think-
1: it's so funny because like you're working on that aspect of it where you're trying to break this notion that relationships are temporary and I'm over here breaking my own mindset on relationships are permanent um so it's like the opposite thing like my relationships have all been over a year I haven't even from since high school like I or since middle school like I haven't had a relationship that's less than a year and I was devastated when they ended because i thought you were supposed to be with someone forever right and through my spiritual journey i've learned to redefine relationships and understand that your connection with someone is not not necessarily like set in stone or permanent but it's intentional and purposeful and sometimes those connections like reach their end
0: mm-hmm.
1: and finding my peace with that was really challenging especially in a romantic relationship trying to understand what that meant was and is really hard so I know you and me are both working through that and that those ideas are clashing
0: so why do you think you're working on like uh, yeah why, why do you think you're working on that paradigm while I'm working on this one and how do we reconcile it? Because it seems to make sense. It seems like I, I need to be working on commitment and you need to be focusing on uh, yeah, letting go <laughs> on, on letting go and, and detaching from desire.
1: Yeah, because I I have an unhealthy attachment, right? I I attach to things and when it's time to let them go, I'll keep fighting for them okay and the ironically the reason i've had to let people go is because i couldn't let go you know like that's a lesson i had to learn so i had to keep letting go of people i think you get you get to a point where you don't have to let go once you release this attachment once you release this need then it's like okay then things can actually stay in your life because you're not dependent on anything and like between, like with you and I, I, I'm constantly every day working on detaching myself and re recentering myself so I have a healthy connection with you and not this, um, needy attachment where I need to talk to you every day or, you know, I, I get, I get anxious if, if I don't talk to you. There's, um... Hmm. there's there's a lot to it but I, I've noticed that if I'm not on my purpose and I'm not taking care of myself I will I will fall too hard into you and I begin to lose sight of myself it's like the last chakra to work on is the crown chakra and it's the hardest because this is when you release from your ego and you release all attachments right when you detach from everything you understand that you are everything Hmm. the moment you attach to something you're constricting yourself and you're constricting the capacity that you're able to be at you know to be at so as much as it feels like oh you holding on to this person are you holding on to your ego is what keeps you sane and keeps you grounded the reality is that's what's imprisoning you and the moment you can let that go you open yourself up to all that you are and that's that's what i struggle with um like i said i have trouble tapping into this like greater power within myself and i keep myself from doing it by attaching to people in particular my romantic partners and so um, i'm constantly trying to to pull back from that
0: um yeah and what's interesting is we both challenge each other in those aspects yeah i challenge you to let go you challenge me to commit right you challenge me to stay uh present and i like i literally told diana the other day uh, we're both moving out and we'll do a whole separate podcast probably when we're together soon mm-hmm. um, on why we decided to stay and live with our parents and just the benefits of it because it's we're like really frowned upon socially, um, and we were in a place financially where we could do it. But um, yeah, we'll get into it in a different episode. But now that we're moving out, I was like, I'm experiencing this new type of freedom. Like I kind of want to experience the single right and she had to like sit there and listen to me say pretty much i want to explore being single again or
1: dump you, Diana.
0: or it even went the other way the craziest one was i watched this tiktok about this guy saying straight guys aren't straight and for some reason my soul connected with that sentiment it's like when you hear something that's truth your soul kind of just like it it, it snaps its finger and it it like it brings their attention i'm like there's truth here right and it's it's i i believe it's true i feel like attraction is uh is isn't limited to gender right and so after hearing it i'm like i I told diana i was like i i don't know what this means but i'm scared to even dive or swing that other way or even explore the other way but you know i am curious and so she had to listen to all that and still, you know, choose
1: me. <laughs> yeah, that was, I don't even know how we got through that conversation. That was, that was fun. Um, and and a, a big reason for that is attachment, right? And I think I walked you through that part of it because I had a, a different understanding about um, what sexuality means to attachment. I'm like, okay, this is, this isn't, necessarily you wanting to explore these avenues this is you finally beginning to release a lot of these beliefs that you once held and you're being opened up to new things um and you're releasing yourself from labels and what happens when you release yourself from labels is you become aware of all these other labels and because you don't identify with this one you begin questioning like well do i need to identify with this other one and that's the trap we fall into especially when it comes to um, sexuality whether you're uh, well you whether you consider yourself straight um bisexual heterosexual um homosexual like whatever whatever orientation that you consider yourself that's a limit that you're putting on yourself because you're putting yourself in this box the reality of it is you're not a label a label doesn't make you up a label doesn't create you a label is another thing that constricts you and blocks you from accessing all that you are because you're identifying with this one thing and you're allowing this one thing to give you an attachment and that's what you know, the goal is, is to re- release all these attachment and unidentify with everything. So you are everything, you are all these things. And so, I mean, I wasn't trying to convince you any sort of way. I just, I think I, I brought that up to you and that, that connected to you and
0: yeah, that and, brought
1: more ease.
0: Yeah. I think that's a super powerful point that <laughs> detaching from a label, oftentimes, Uh, It makes you want to rent
1: another label.
0: Yeah. Uh, What was that? Uh, I I read a poem by one of my favorite poets. And he was just like, the poem went something like, oh, uh, once you break out of the, once you think out of the box, or once you identify yourself as someone who doesn't fit the box, we have another box for those kinds of people. Uh, And it wasn't, it's obviously way more eloquent than that. But it's so interesting because you even see in spirituality and you can identify, overly identify and attach with the label spiritual or even, you know, twin flame, whatever it is. And these labels really do limit us. The only thing we should be identifying with is love. And that's not even that, that. That's not a label. That's not a construct. That's simply the truth of the universe. That is a vibrational resonance. And so once we just identify with love, I mean, it's powerful. And it really directs it, right? Because now that I'm identified with love, I choose you from a place of love, not fear, not routine, not structure, not programming. But when I'm aligned with the frequency of love, you're just the person that shows up.
1: Mm So, I mean, basically how I feel, my view on this is... The less things you, you identify yourself with, the closer you are to your true authentic self and the closer you are to source. And it you might not think you have a lot of labels on, around you, but just think about those questionnaires that you get for like surveys. They ask you your sex, your sexual orientation. They ask you your race, ethnicity, what languages you speak, what your age group. These are things that we all unconsciously group ourselves in, right? I'm a m- millennial, I'm generation Z, I'm heterosexual, I'm a female, I'm Hispanic and like not just Hispanic, but Mexican American. And so like you you begin to like really put yourself in all these different boxes. So it's like you you have to allow yourself to step out of all of them and you'll notice the moment you step out of one you're more you're more connected to people you're able to relate and be more understanding and more loving versus when you're in these boxes you're you're very loving to the people that match those same boxes and you're probably a little harsher to the people who aren't in the same in that same playing field right and so
0: and it's so ironic
1: yeah <laughs> because
0: you can battle all day long, the left can battle with the right, um, conservative, Democrat, or conservative, liberal, wh- whatever, vax, anti-vax, like, it doesn't matter what the topic is, you know, no amount of argumentation will lead to any resolution. And the point of all this is to get us out of this conversation and to ascend to a 30,000 foot view perspective where we can just see something from a higher perspective and say, we're all one, and I just choose love. And oh, it was seventeen
1: seventeen when I looked. All right, um, I know you. We were we were talking about something else. We kind of got yeah. We were talking about
0: relationships. Um, oh, okay. And so, yeah, any anything that's oh, coming up for yeah. you, resistance-wise, with us moving in in less than a month or about a month now.
1: I think my mine, mine came up beforehand, and yeah,
0: There's,
1: th- there was fear. I mean, what I think when I talked to you about it, I was, I was just like, "Look, if we just do to make up, this I still, I still need to move out, and this is like, I only made a plan A, so.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought I had a thought about that today. Actually, it's funny that you said plan A because. Um, a download hit me during dinner and it was just like, you know, people say all the time, what's plan B? What's plan B? What's your fallback plan? The fallback is the universe because the universe has your back. You never need a fallback. And...
1: Like, you saying that, I'm like, I had so much, like,
0: resistance. I was like, but... Yeah. No. We want to set up so many, like, options or alternatives for us to not fail. Like, but... What's the fallback? The universe—we're taking care of. Like,
1: and I know that sounds super hippie to say. I agree with you, and it's—it's it's not us telling you. Well, it is us telling you don't be making plans, all right? But it's not t- us telling you like that. There's nothing you can do about it. Everything up to this point has given you a very specific skill set. You have incredible strengths, if I ask you or if I ask your family members what your biggest strengths are, you're going to have very like beautiful and unique ones. And when your back's against the wall and you don't have this plan B in place for you, you will be very resourceful in coming through for yourself. Like I, I promise you that those skills and those strengths are going to shine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? And so everything... That has happened to you in the past, up until this moment, has like will help you. So that's why it's okay for you not to have a plan B. Like we're not saying you're just gonna have to like suffer and struggle. No, like you have enough things under your tool belt, well, anyway, and even though it might seem might not seem like it, I promise you, like the road trip that I took, the one I mentioned earlier, the only reason, the only reason that I was able to do that was because of my previous relationship. I was in a long-distance relationship where I had to drive at least six hours to see my ex-boyfriend. And everyone would be like, why are you in a long-distance relationship? And I would be like, I don't fucking know, but I'm in it, and I'm going to make the best of it, right? And I would drive, because he wouldn't come out to see me. But that was another thing. Because he wouldn't come out to see me, I would have to do double the trips out there. So I was driving out there every month. And doing a six-hour trip once to twice a month, every month for two years, is a really good way to get good at road tripping. Like, a really good way. And so I was able to drive long distances. I was able to understand, like, how I'm, like, I can drive six hours straight without needing to stop for the restroom or stop for food or stop for gas. Like, that's not easy to do if you haven't had the practice of doing it. And so, you know, in that moment, I was, like, dragging my feet. I was miserable in that relationship, but that gave me a whole skill set where not only was I able to do this amazing road trip, but now I'm able to move across the country and move in with Dan because of that skill set.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's funny because... I'm over here thinking that this part two would be about relationship advice. But I think one, one big thing that's that keeps coming up for me is that we're not totally ready to be coming from the space of this is what we're doing. This is going to work for you. No. It keeps coming up. Like I, I, I keep wanting to launch um, a Facebook group on attracting and mastering divine love. But something keeps saying, like, not yet. Not yet. And, I see why yeah, I think there's there's things that we need to experience and things that we need to master experientially um in order for that to happen. but I think this is good for people to listen to just just so you can hear what it sounds like to be humble and not to <laughs> like assume that you are the master of everything and to take a learning perspective about life right you you keep saying me of Jay Shetty who, um says i don't know like to always say i don't know even if it's a topic that you've researched just say i don't know because you're going to learn something right Mm -hmm. so i mean that's the approach we're taking right now where we're just like i don't know what's going to happen i don't know
1: in Uh, those in yeah especially in those moments where you feel like you're going to say i know i know so it's like when like when your parent tells you something like i know i know Jay Jay would say, like, in those moments when you feel like you want to say, I've heard this before, I know, don't say anything, and just listen, because the reason you're hearing this is there's most, you're most likely going to learn something. Yeah. And it might not be, like, in the exact words, but maybe, like, hearing somebody lecture you about something you already know isn't you learning more about the topic, but you learning more about how much that person loves you.
0: Wow that's huge and i think we all we're so in our heads and we all live in our mental space and so we identify value or whatever we can compartmentalize and just download mentally rather than just feel intuitively it's like sometimes the lesson like you said isn't a file being downloaded into our brain but an emotional connection being strengthened in the present moment
1: And I mean, you've, you've said this with your conversation when you when you came from the place of, OK, maybe I don't know something or there's something for me to learn. You ended up learning more about, you know, like your family dynamic and your history.
0: Mm-hmm. No, for sure. For sure. So just to recap, um, just this entire talk that we um, a lot of shifts are happening in the collective we say this all the time but you see it um, and we're all feeling it and there's a big full moon with the lunar eclipse coming up and so that's definitely going to be very activating for other people um, but i really feel like we're being led to learn the practice of relaxation
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just practicing letting go and letting the universe take care of us and also, on the back end, on the second part of this podcast, it was more about not... Um, I don't know. What, what do you think was the big insight from, from the second half? Uh,
1: I mean, I thought I, I thought we were going to try to do relationship tips. I feel like that was not bad. I got distracted. Um,
0: no, yeah. I didn't. I, I, I think it was clear that I, I was not in a place where I... Yeah, I don't think it's a <laughs> place right now to be speaking on that. No.
1: Okay. Um, um, we talked about releasing attachments.
0: Mm, um, the labels.
1: The labels.
0: Yeah. I think relaxing helps, or detaching from labels really helps with the relaxation.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right? It's just like you're attaching to the idea that a human being does XYZ, but can you relax, remove all labels, and just identify as soul?
1: Identify as soul.
0: So on that note, as it's two twenty here, um, this is the conclusion of the podcast. I do want to make a note that Diana and I have put up a new special on our website, ApolloAndArtemis.co. Again, that's ApolloAndArtemis.co, where we will be doing personal video responses. So you can choose up to one, two, uh, up to three questions. Uh, and we'll send you an email and... Um, We'll send you in response a three to five minute personal video. Um, So if you would like any advice or a channel message from us, uh, visit apolloandartemis.co. Any final thoughts, babe? Leave the uh, let's, um, how about uh, a question to lead or to inspire thinking? What question to leave the collective with? I
1: was just looking at my. My book, my journey book. Uh, let's see, pick a number one through ten. Nine. Nine, self improvement. All right, you got it, sir. Oh, it so says celebrate your strengths. Make a list of all your good qualities and strengths. So, what are your good qualities or your best
0: qualities?
1: No. Your favorite qualities and your your strongest strengths.
0: What are your favorite qualities and. are your best strengths. And best strengths. Take a moment, meditate on that. Um, I remember doing a similar exercise in a book that was teaching about. Uh, how to build confidence. So it will definitely be a confidence boost for you all. But um, on that note review those strengths. Remember that you are supported by the universe and you can relax and know that everything will be taken care of. I love you all. Bye.
1: Bye.